Welcome to the She Speaks podcast with Janine and Meredith. She stands for story, healing, and experience. We desire to create a space for women to have honest conversations and share their stories. We are so happy that you're here. Everybody, welcome back to the She Speaks podcast. It is Meredith and Janine, and we are so excited to have you join us. Thanks, Meredith, for introing our our talk today. So I'm Janine, and we have brought a guest along with us today, and her name is Lisa Anderton. She's a super cool lady, and uh, she's here to talk to us today about homeschooling. Oh my goodness, how many people out there have all of a sudden found themselves in the world of homeschooling over this past year or so due to COVID? And uh, so we thought we would bring someone in who uh, will just inspire you and calm you in the process. We're very sure of it. (laughs) So I want to introduce Lisa. Lisa, you want to say hi to everybody? Hello. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for joining us for the podcast today. Um, now, we usually like to find out like something really important about people just to start out, just to kind of gauge, you know, what you're all about. So we need to know at the height of the pandemic, how many rolls of toilet paper did you have available in your home? <laughs> oh, it was it was a panic. Um, I remember going into Costco and I got there like 15 minutes after it opened and there was no toilet paper. So I think that, you know, we went into it with like one pack of, of toilet paper. So it's like really a miracle that we've managed to survive as long as we have. I mean, okay. yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> All right, so she's not a doomsday prepper. That's what we're going to get from this. There you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, pretty chill. Okay, so I know that um, we we really wanted to hear about your homeschooling journey. And uh, so, uh, but maybe you can first of all tell us just a little bit about your yourself. Oh, who are you, Lisa? Who am I? I am. I'm um, a wife and mother of four adult children. Um, our youngest is going to be 21 in March, and uh, our oldest is almost 30 years old. And I have um, five grandsons and uh, a new grandbaby on the way. So I'm a grandma, and um, yeah, that's the joy of my life, I guess, at this point. I've also, um, my husband and I have um, a landscape company that we run and I have um, a a boutique that I run out of my home. So that's kind of what keeps me busy. And yeah, I don't Mm -hmm. know, is that enough information? Yeah, that's good. There's (laughs) lots of things that we could know about Lisa, but yeah. And her boutique is called Our Closet Boutique. You can check it out on Instagram. Oh, thank you. Thanks for the little flag there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Our Uh, Closet underscore boutique. You know, just totally quick. We'll tag it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get it right. And Meredith will tag it. Yeah. So. (laughs) (laughs) so let's jump into the homeschooling topic so you know let people know how it started for you like did you like dream of homeschooling your children since you were four years old yourself or did you (laughs) go into this or 
How did oh, it start? my goodness. We, um, our kids were at the time were seven, five and three. And we had just moved to the middle of nowhere, British Columbia. And we're in the middle of um, building our house, which was not built. So we were living in a uh, tent trailer on our property uh, while our house was being built. And we were like in the Okanagan, so we're 40 minutes from the closest anything. And our kids were going to, our, our little seven-year-old and our little five-year-old were gonna get on the bus and, and go down this windy road for 40 minutes to get to school every day. And uh, we got them to school the first day and it was a nightmare for the first week. They bawled their eyes out, I bawled my eyes out. And so we very quickly decided that, nope, this isn't what we're gonna do. We're gonna bring them home. And so it was like literally overnight. We just, we just decided we're going to take them out of school. So it wasn't even a deciding to homeschool as much as we don't wanna do this. So I guess we're doing this. And uh, so it was kind of similar, you know, it wasn't a pandemic, it was like pioneering, but still it was a bit of like, thrown into it and uh, had no idea um, how to start. We didn't have anybody that we knew at that time that was homeschooling. So we were completely on our own and um, trying to figure out, you know, what to do. And so we kind of went with what, you know, what we heard at the time was distance education. And so we did that and um, didn't know that there was people like well all over the world that actually did it you know and that there were hundreds of thousands of homeschool families all over the place and this was back in oh goodness 98 i think and so you know i mean it was fairly new um to you know i, I don't there wasn't a huge community anyways that i could glean from um and so it was a bit terrifying to say the least going into it and uh and so every day was just kind of praying for wisdom and um you know as the seasons went just it like literally god brought people into our lives that um just walked alongside of us and um found other families that were homeschoolers as well homeschool conferences and then as we kind of kept going on our journey it was just um yeah that just people came out of the woodwork and i don't know where to go from here but yeah i was i could i could continue on this vein if you have any questions stop me <laughs> i just can't imagine you mentioned you guys were living in a tent trailer yeah. and you were trying to homeschool so you were on top of each other and you're trying to make this huge adjustment <laughs> and learn how to teach three kids at three yeah. different ages so that's amazing i can't imagine just yeah. the challenge in itself <laughs> yeah what was the most rewarding part about homeschooling obviously i'm sure there was a handful of challenges but what was one of the most rewarding parts you know we i think that looking back um we we had such a an, an excellent time getting to know 
each of our kids and their individual interests and their passions and figuring out what um, made them come alive and made them want to learn. That was the big, the big thing. Cause you know, you're every day you're trying to, you know, inspire your kids to learn something new and it, you know, the lights not, light bulbs not going on and, and it's frustrating. You're thinking what in the world, this kid's never going to learn anything, or I'm never going to, you know, I'm, I must really be bad at this because they're just not figuring it out or whatever. And so I guess the reward was just those moments of seeing that light bulb go on and know that you got to be a part of the process of seeing them discover new things and and so that was, um, yeah, that was a blast. Like just when, when you, when we started to figure out what each of them, um, enjoyed doing and what inspired them and what made them want to learn, um, that was kind of the exciting part of the process and, and allowing ourselves the, the freedom to be able to enjoy that without being afraid of, you know, whether we're ticking the boxes. I think that was, that was, you know, a big thing um, was the constant fear of, you know, are they measuring up to what's required of them in their grade level? Or um, are they, you know, learning the same things that other kids are learning in other schools, situations or whatever. And, and always that, you know, wanting to compare, you know, what you, we do anyways, but um, yeah, when you're, when you're educating your kids, you're wanting to make sure that they're, you know, that they're learning at the same level as everybody else is and that they're not missing anything and there aren't any gaps in their education and all of that. And um, when we just could finally, like the, I shouldn't say, we didn't ever just finally let go of that because that's always hovering over your head as a parent. You're wanting to make sure that your kids are, are learning everything that they can possibly learn to be the perfect person as they, you know, become an adult. Um, but those moments where we let that fear go and just enjoy the learning process, whatever it was that we were doing, you know, together, that's where the reward was. So. That is awesome, Lisa. <laughs> I have a question for you as you were mentioning the word compare. So I can just imagine all the different households out there homeschooling, whether it was back in the day or current day, like there's some moms that have like, you know, everybody's up at 7am, they cook a full breakfast and they do like this and that and the other thing, like all in a really tight schedule, dawn till dusk. And then there's some households where it's like jammy day every day and you, you know, get, you get some stuff at some done at some point. And I would just imagine that like there's probably so much pressure to just say like, am I doing enough? And am I doing it the right way? Or is there a, a right way? So is there a right way? Is that Sarah, do you know, I, I, I need to, to sit down with somebody that's having to go through the process right now. If anybody out there that wants to have a chat with me, you know, feel free to call um, and find out what the requirements are now for you, um, you know, the guidelines that you're being given from, um, the school system and, and all of that, but, um, there, I don't know, I, 
I remember starting out in September and because I had been educated in public schools, you know, setting like September was when you started. Like I know a lot of homeschool families that didn't start in September. They just kind of went all through the year. They didn't even stop during the summer. They just kind of always were educating. And, uh, but we, I liked, I liked the concept of having a summer vacation and you know, all of that. So we would start in September and I would start off just fully, you know, everybody's sitting at a desk or sitting at their space. And, you know, we would start, you know, okay, everybody get your clothes on and we're going to sit at the table and pretend you're actually, you know, in school, quote unquote. And then by about mid-October, it was no, forget this, like it's jammies all day long and the weather starts to change. So you just want to stay cozy inside and um, and you know, everybody was sitting at the kitchen table and stuff was everywhere all the time. And you'd grab food whenever, you know, like, oh, you know, you, you get on a vein where you're enjoying learning something. And so you just kind of keep at it. There was just no, you know, it just kind of went all over the place. So yeah, I, I, I don't think there's, you know, there isn't a right and a wrong way. It's what works for your family and for your situation and where you're at. At one point, yeah, it took a long time to get to that point of saying that, yeah, no, there is no, there is no one way of, of doing it, especially when you've got little babies and you've got, you know, different age groups, you've got a teenager and a little one. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, no, it's just, it's going to be unique to your family situation for sure. Yeah. I just had a flashback. I did homeschool my kids for like a few months <laughs> so when my oldest was five um I don't remember why we did it but I homeschooled him for kindergarten from September until the end of February when we moved from a small town to a big city so during that time September to February we did homeschooling he was five his younger brother was four younger sister was two so we did you know like the ABCs every day you know maybe three hours a day and forming little words and basic math. And the four-year-old brother kept up pretty good. The two-year-old sitting in the high chair throwing porridge all day. Like that was just setting me. <laughs> but I just remember it being like the most amazing time. I was working part-time 30 hours a week as well. So I'd kind of do school with them for a few hours and then rush off to work. And it was all kind of like the most insane time of our lives. But it's like, really sweet memories just even though I just only got to do it for a few months so yeah. uh, I like how you say like there's no one way so I just I feel like that's a really important message for a lot of parents out there right now that are feeling like oh I'm not measuring up I'm not you know doing everything perfect with a perfect school schedule with recess and you know things at a certain time um, maybe it's more field trips than anything right now but like, like you said, right? Like we meet the minimum requirements of education that's required, but like really just tailor it to your family, their needs and your kids' learning styles is really what I'm hearing from you. Yeah, you want, at the end of the day, you want to like each other. And you know, that sometimes that was the big win. <laughs> it's like, none of us hate each other. We didn't kill each other today, yay. <laughs> Did, what did you learn? I don't know, but we're all still alive. So this is awesome. So can't have those days. <laughs> Lisa, if you could give one piece of advice to parents who are feeling overwhelmed 
or stress, even beyond homeschooling, what would you say to them? Totally. I, I remember my, um, one of my good friends when my kids were really little, um, was watching me with my little guy who, who I think he was maybe, you know, two years old and we had one little one and, and I'm on the floor, you know, playing with him, just enjoying them. And she looked at me and she's like, I just didn't enjoy my kids. I was so stressed out all of the time and felt like, you know, my house was too dirty. I didn't have time to play with them or I just didn't have the patience. I was always so tired or whatever. And she's like, you just, you play with your kids. <laughs> I just thought that was just such a, I don't know, like a light bulb moment for me right from the beginning. It was just, it, your house will get clean and maybe it won't. Like, I don't know, maybe my house was dirty for 30 years. Who cares? Like they all survived. They, you know, they didn't die because the house was dirty. And, you know, we, we, we learned together and we grew together and whether we'd chosen to homeschool or we'd chosen some other path for their education, whatever, um, I'm happy that's the choice that we made and that we had the, the, you know, the option to do that together. But yeah, you, you get your kids for such a short period of time. It doesn't feel like that at the moment, like when they're, you know, in diapers and you feel like they're never going to be out of diapers or, you know, whatever stage you're in, but it goes by so fast. I'm sitting here and it's, you know, my kids have been gone now for so long and, um, and it doesn't, I don't know, it just, it goes so fast. So to just enjoy those moments that you have with them and not fuss and worry about all the stuff like especially the getting stuff and the things you think you have to have because you know you have a growing family or whatever and but I don't know I, I think it's to just just try to try to live as simply as you can and just enjoy each other and the time you have because it goes by so fast that is some great advice. And like you said, it's a lot easier to say after it's done than while you're in the middle yeah. of it. <laughs> but that encouragement to play, I know I heard a, a parenting coach, um, she's on Instagram too, Families Matter Most, that's how you can find her. Uh, her name is Jen Dean. And she said a great tactic is just to say 15 minutes. Okay, let's set a 15 minute timer when the kid says, can you play with me? Just set up for 15 minutes, get down on the floor, do whatever chuck all your responsibilities to the side and just take that 15. And when the buzzer goes off and that means you got to continue going back, making supper or scrubbing the floors or whatever you're doing, um, you know, the time's up, but you know, you haven't said, Oh, I don't want to play with you anymore. It's just a, a set time. So that, you know, just those kinds of things like giving ourselves the freedom to do that. Uh, another friend I was just talking to a couple nights ago, she said they've started between 6 and 9 p.m. to just put their cell phones by the front door on a table and just be with their kids while they put them to bed and all of those things and, and not be accidentally attached. <laughs> so, yeah, just I love that you mentioned just the idea of play and attentiveness and uh, not worrying about all the other things that we're trying to juggle. Um, amazing. Uh, Lisa, could you tell us like, okay, so you mentioned your, your kids are a little bit older now. So it's been like a couple of years since you graduated your last kid out of, or, you know, they finished off their grade 12. And, uh, so like, 
what now? Because I know there's also some people that are just wrapping up, you know, uh, time with kids and or homeschooling with kids. And like, uh, so what are you keeping busy with now um, that things have changed? Any new, new hobbies or things during COVID you've taken on? Um, yes, actually, I um, picked up a paintbrush for the first time pretty well I'm going to say the first time ever I mean obviously I painted somewhere along the line but uh, I thought it would be kind of fun to try something new and um, there was this online course with a, a local artist that um, I that you know we've been friends with she's come into the store quite a bit and so as soon as I saw her pop up pop up on my Instagram feed that oh I need to join that course and do this online course so so yeah, so I've been painting. That's kind of been my my go-to for yeah. And along with that, um, a, a journaling. I love to journal, and that's kind of been sort of a a way to kind of clear the brain and and helps me get my day on the go by journaling. Um, I have this book by, oh, I think it's Julia Cameron is the name of the author. And um, she, she has you write, she calls it morning pages. And um, you're supposed to write three full page pages of journaling every morning. And it's just a brain dump. Like you're not writing, you know, things down for process what is that word posterity you're not like it's not for anybody else it's just for you to just get all of your thoughts whether they make sense or not you're just writing nonsense whatever just three full pages which i haven't actually been able to do yet i it's like don't it, it's too much to do three pages of journaling i lose i don't have that much to in my brain i guess but Anyways, and it's supposed to empty your brain out of all of the nonsense so that you can actually be open to allow God to speak to you or, you know, just to, to allow, like, once all of that's out, then you've got, you know, like room in your head to actually hear and be clear in your brain. And it it's even though I get like maybe a page or a half page, um, it's very helpful. So I'm finding that that's kind of been my go-to, but uh, yeah, but the painting thing, that's kind of my, my little creative thing I've been doing. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing tonight, uh, Lisa. It was wonderful to hear a little bit about your homeschooling journey and um, hear your story. So thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you everybody for listening. We hope you have a great rest of your week and we will catch you next month.